Hi, I'm Bran, and I love this thing we've done for 25 weeks. I'm Alonzo, and I love that we made 25 weeks of Christmas movies happen. And this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Oh, Alonzo. <sighs> it feels sad. I feel a little sad knowing this is coming. Up. I know we're entering into a Christmas month, but I'm yes. still a little sad that this is is coming to a close. It's a little bittersweet, but you know, we 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 we're, it's a jumping off point. The 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 caterpillar becomes a butterfly, whatever the hell. Uh, we're we're ready for the next sure. the next phase of, of our year round talking about Christmas movies. It's it has been a lot of fun. I've watched more black and white movies than I uh, ever anticipated that I would in my life, and you nice. watched the Polar Express. So <laughs> it was a successful experiment, I think, all, all across all across the board. I, I would say, uh, and we've got really great feedback too. I've uh, we've gotten oh, a ton of uh, emails and comments saying how much they've loved this. Some people say that this is their favorite one of the week, and I do think it might wow. have something to do with Dan not being here or Tracy. <laughs> Tracy, Rig, Dan—they're all not present on these ones, which is shocking. You know, look, you got to mix it up, and I think you, you, you appreciate the bits more when you're occasionally deprived of them. So, that's, exactly, that's exactly right. You don't know what you have until you realize you don't like them. And then uh, you really enjoy. But, you know, look, if, we, if I had known this earlier, we could have started doing, I don't know, Freeze Boy or something. And, you know. A Freeze Boy? <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Job, job well done. Job well done. <laughs> Um, Alonzo, we're wrapping up with um, a, a goodie, something mm. that I see like on a regular basis when I'm like scrolling through, I don't know, every app that has movies. <laughs> any streaming service. Yes. Any streaming service. I see this movie uh, hanging out and I've always just been like, yeah, whatever, maybe one day. And I've seen it on, I know that, you know, Rift Tracks does a thing and. All sorts of different like reasons oh, why uh, I yeah. should have already seen it, but I mystery, haven't. Mystery Science Theater and Rift Track and Cinematic Titanic, which is the thing that Joel Hodgson was doing for a while with a lot of MST alums, all did episodes about this movie and all managed to not repeat any jokes. So this is definitely like a fertile ground for goofing. The fact that I haven't seen this uh, is really something, and so it's in well, color, it does predate so your no birth. Excuse. So yeah, of course, but it's in I, color. You know, it's in it color, color and it's bad. So and it's I in feel English. Like I should have seen it. Yeah, and in English is exactly right. <laughs> I'm very excited to uh, dive into it and discuss it with you. I would love it if maybe you can, for people that are like me that have always just kind of passed over this one, maybe they didn't watch it over the past week and a half, for you to uh, give them a little bit of a synopsis. Well, we haven't said the title yet. Oh, the right. Film I'm so we sorry. So sorry. Today is the classic uh, 1964 Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Um, yeah, and the thing about it is like this is, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but I'll, I'll, I'll do some, some plot first. Why not? Santa Claus Conquers the Martians uh, premiered on November 14th, 1964, and went a little something like this. The children of Mars, who have been treated like adults and never been allowed to laugh and play, spend their days glumly glued to TV broadcasts from Earth, especially any show dealing with Santa Claus. Concerned about the young people, Martian ruler Kimar organizes an expedition to kidnap Santa and to bring him to the Red Planet. 
clumsy Droppo tags along, and the Martians also wind up kidnapping Earth kids Billy and Betty for their valuable Santa-related intel. Back on Mars, the evil Voldar tries to eliminate Santa, but accidentally makes off with Droppo instead, dressed in the red suit. Santa eventually realizes that Droppo can become the new Martian Santa, so the jolly old man bids farewell to the kids of Mars, including Kimar's daughter Germar, played by Pia Zadora, more on that in a moment, and returns to Earth with Billy and Betty, and that, my friends, was Santa, Santa Claus, Claus Conquers, Conquers the, the Martians. Martians. That's exactly right. We did it. Well done. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll break down this uh, quote-unquote film uh, after uh, after this here on Deck Dahlberg. We are back here, 25 weeks of Christmas movies coming to a close with a doozy, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, let's start, Alonzo, with you. I do want to know your history with this movie. You've seen it um, um, a, a few times. It is in your book. You did yes. uh, include this one in it. Have yourself a uh, so, Christmas. <laughs> I, I, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on it and what it was like for you to watch it again, uh, maybe in June. Like, maybe June changed <laughs> the way in which you viewed this movie. Uh, yeah, this is a movie that I was, I think, aware of for a lot longer, a lot a long, like you, a lot, a lot long before I actually got around to watching it. But, um, you know, back when, when I was a kid and, and getting into my teen years, uh, there were these books that was the 50 Worst Films of All Time, which was followed up by the Golden Turkey Awards. And these were sort of books that kind of first posited the idea that, like, bad movies are fun and you should know more about them and check this weird thing out. And Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was in the 50 Worst Films of All Time. And I thought, well, that sounds bananas. But I had not really gotten around to it seeing it, I think. I'm trying to remember if it's one of the ones... I guess I had seen it before writing the book, but I it definitely was... A, I was an adult. I was in my at least in my 20s. The first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this uh, lives up to the hype. Um, <laughs> and I've seen it a few more times since then. A couple years ago, I got to see it projected on film. Um, yeah, the New Beverly is a repertory theater here that's owned by Quentin Tarantino, and their whole thing is that everything they show is on 35 or 16 millimeter film. Of course it is. And they did a day of like... You know, like Santa matinee stuff, and they did um, uh, like the magic Christmas tree, which is also bonkers. And they did this, and then a bunch of like shorts and trailers and stuff. It was it was really great. You would have loved it. Um, fantastic. Yeah, but the thing is, like, this movie is in public domain, so anybody can show it. Anybody can release like crappy little you know video versions of it. And I was gonna watch this on, and I hate to call call them out on this, but I was gonna watch it on Plex. Um, which we, you know, we're talking about recently, and it oh, it's garbage day. I it's hope garbage it's day. It's good to Sorry. be back. Sorry, good to be back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was gonna watch it on Plex, and the, the the opening credits I could already tell were like chopped up, like just big chunks were missing from it. I was oh, like, no, 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 no. I cannot. I'm, I don't know what. I don't know how bad a print is or how cheaply they got it. So I looked in my closet of Christmas movies, and of course. I have the Blu-ray. So. Of course you have the Blu-ray. <laughs> I watched the Blu-ray. And uh, what's wild about this movie uh, that, that really hits me harder each time I watch it is that it is like watching like somebody's third grade play made into a film. Like it is, it is such a naive movie in terms of treating everything the way, like if an eight year old wrote this movie, you know, like, Oh yes, of course Santa would be on the TV news. Of course, like, 
uh, you know, <laughs> they would be mobilizing missiles against this UFO, and it would they would talk about it openly on the news, you know, like this weren't uh, a thing you would keep secret. Just like, you know, and, and the fact that, like, the, the bad guy is conquered by having a bunch of toys thrown at him. And he's like, eh, eh, you know, like it, it, it's such a thing like a child wrote and directed and created this thing. So I at least admire it on that level. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 silly and ridiculous. And apparently there's a remake coming. So who knows? Um, this is what I will say about this movie. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Um still felt too long <laughs> but i i loved i love this movie. <laughs> i i had an absolute blast with this movie like there are large chunks of this movie that we did not need could have done without it could have easily just been an, an hour long probably yeah, all shorter. the all the stock footage of like the military mobilizing yeah. it's like it's padding there's a lot that's just not needed but what can you do like you know an hour 20 you got to get there somehow uh, <laughs> but it's a really like I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I thought it was just an absolute, like, a good time, like a blast. Like, it's, yes, it's bad, but, like, I don't know. I, I, there was also something really charming about it, and, like, I did get Christmas feels watching it, and, like, Santa's pretty great, and the North it, Pole was pretty it, wonderful. It, it's a really good Santa. Really like, good like, Santa. You, you know, we said this before when we were talking about Fred Claus, like, not a movie I like, but I think Paul Giamatti's a great Santa. John Call in this, terrific Santa in a ridiculous movie. Yeah, I, you know, like, Christmas in Carolina, we both agree, is like, <laughs> it is a very bad movie, and it's yes. funny that it's so bad. This one is a, like, uh, to your point, like, it's weird, like, things that happen in this movie are weird. It's written really really poorly it's like the dialogue is so odd sometimes like it's just like why is this happening but like i don't know i really i i liked that about it like chris and carolina is fun to make fun of but like i would watch this movie just to have a good like just just like again chris and carolina would watch again to make fun of but this sure. one i would watch again because i think it's pretty fun yeah, and I think like if the, if it were any more sort of sophisticated in the writing, then it would just sort of call up like how cheap the sets are, you know. Yeah. But the fact that you have these cheap sets and this sort of very silly and innocent dialogue, again, I, I just kind of feel like you're watching like somebody made a movie of their kid's fourth grade Christmas play, you know, and they maybe like spent a little more on costumes and, and green makeup or whatever. But yeah, it's it's bonkers. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I love the explanation of like the Martian kids like are are have never been able to have a childhood, basically, right. like they're funneled into them at a young age, like work, 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 basically, they're yeah. adults, science and, and math, <laughs> but they watch TV and it, that makes them like dumb is what basically what they say <laughs> and it was like are you are you trying to say something about kids watching tv is this a lesson that you're trying to like don't be like the martian kids get out there and stuff i don't know but i i loved it yeah it's hard to say uh i mean you know and that apparently was a thing like as late as like the you know 19th century like the, the 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 idea of childhood from like a sort of psychological perspective is a relatively recent one like you know it used to be there were societies where like kids were just thought of as like small adults and and yeah. treated that way whether they were you know working on a farm or living at versailles or whatever you know um 
obviously, you know, and 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 you know, we, we on on breakfast all day. Christy and I just talked about the Blob with Steve McQueen, and how like pretty much every sort of science fiction or horror movie of the 1950s or 60s, you have to kind of play, all right, who are the communists? Um, and I guess I, it's hard to say because like like Voldar is very against the idea of like fun um, right. <laughs> and very pro-war. So I guess he is the communist in this. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, but... Uh, yeah, th- this is this is a, a very a very goofy movie. Now, one thing I, I going back to the, the the kid thing. So they go like early on, realizes that the kids are like sad or like not fully with it, watching too much TV, mm. and they go to this like old being. Is that yes. like? What Cho-chum. is that? Is that a, a ghost? What is this guy? He's like I think he's like just be like the old wise hermit who lives in the woods who they consult so he, with. <laughs> yeah, so he for years now has uh, figured out like kids need to have a childhood basically, and it's yes. like now I now I can finally tell you. Finally, you this. asked, you know. <laughs> yes, finally, yes. I do love that the thing that the kids are watching to make them dumb is the news. Like, yeah, yeah, accurate, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> if you want to dumb, if you want to dumb someone down, just let them watch the news. So, well, uh, if you're gonna so watch you news, go. if you're watching news for a guy who says things like "wowie wow," you well, know, maybe you should be looking elsewhere for your, you know, journalism content. I do love that there was no like mention of the fact that there's a news person at the North Pole doing a segment like that. Yes. He's the Santa Claus. You can't do that. that can't do well, that. It's weird because like, you know, I think a lot of times in these movies, there's this whole idea of like the question of belief in Santa Claus is the plot. And it's yeah, sort of like, well, one. yeah, but like you, but like in a world where Santa exists, Santa exists and there would be, you know, it's not the same as other worlds you know what i mean and so but yeah this one we're not that's not even on the table it's like clearly yes there's a santa claus governments around the world are concerned about santa claus's disappearance you know and yes and news cameras can go to the north pole and it's just fine well you gotta you gotta do the story (laughs) rip the lid off santa claus an award-winning journalist i'm sure (laughs) um let's talk about feels what we felt christmas wise watching this movie and we would kind of put it on the christmas meter alonzo you know, I think you're right. It's a pretty good North Pole, given the budget of the film, certainly. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, uh, the the I don't know if you know this, the, those those guns that the Martians shoot to make people freeze, uh-huh. that's an actual toy. It's the Whammo Air Blaster. <laughs> Does it make that little noise? Yes. <laughs> it's just like, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, Christmas-wise, I mean, pretty much it's it's all on the shoulders of John Call as Santa Claus. Um, but he's terrific. And so I would say this is a solid six. You know, I mean, they don't they do not do a lot of, like, decorating of Mars. You don't see any, like, you know, trees or garland or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that I, I like the Santa in this movie, and he's very jolly. And the whole thing is about the power of Christmas and bringing Christmas to Mars and stuff. So, you know, yeah. And we get some snow. Which, sure, uh, yeah. Which Coconut, works. I think. Uh, whatever it is, yeah. Um, I agree. I thought the Santa was fantastic. I love the fact that he uh, either was wearing short sleeves or he had his sleeves rolled up because he's getting he's getting in the weeds there. You know, he's doing the work. So that I thought was delightful. 
Um, you know, you had things like Santa once his wife was frozen, being like, you know what, not so bad. So yeah, 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 yeah 1960s, everybody. <laughs> you know what? Maybe she could stay frozen a little longer. Yeah. Uh, so the Santa was fantastic. The snow was good. Uh, so yeah, I think six is is fair. I was surprised. You know. After watching, I was expecting this to be more like uh, Santa Claus, the movie that we watched. Uh, uh, the Mexican one, yes. yes. Uh, where I did not like it, and it made <laughs> me feel weird, and uh, <laughs> I did not get a lot of Christmas feels. Um, and so this one, I was expecting that, and I didn't get that from this one. This one actually made me feel Christmas. W- would you show this to your kids? Um... Uh, I mean... No pressure. You, you say no if you don't want No, to. I'm just trying to figure out the age. Right now, it would scare them, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, the robot or the... The robot and the Martians and right. that whole thing. I do think so. Yeah, I think... I don't know. Yeah, I would show it to him, I think. Okay. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, comparisons? Something you would show that's kind of oh, like this? Golly, I, this is kind of in a category of its own. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Mexican Santa Claus. Uh, I, I wanted to throw out real quick, just there's a couple of people who went on to do other stuff from this. Uh-huh. So the guy who plays Droppo um, actually won a Tony in the 80s for wow. a revival of the mu- movie Anything Goes. And uh, if you watched... Uh, Sesame Street, this is right before your time. If you watch Sesame Street between 1984 and 1992, um, he played Uncle Wally. Okay. So uh, he, he, he definitely gives off like kids show energy. Yes. Uh, and then Pia Zadora, I could barely explain the crazy career of Pia Zadora. I, I urge you to Google her because okay. she, um, all right, uh, uh, when she was about like 18 or 19, she got involved with this older, very wealthy Israeli arms dealer named uh, Meshulam Rickless. He owned at least one of the big hotels in Vegas and she would perform there and then he started like backing her in movies uh, that were these really terrible but kind of hilarious sort of softcore R-rated movies like Butterfly and The Lonely Lady. The Lonely Lady especially is hilarious. Um, Butterfly, they used to be a category in the Golden Globes called for like best newcomer. And so she's up against people like Elizabeth McGovern in Ragtime and like, you know, Timothy Hutton in Ordinary People. And she won. But then it also turned out that her husband had invited like a big chunk of the Golden Globes, like voter, you know, voting membership to his hotel in Vegas for the weekend to see her perform. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so that became this big scandal. And like the Golden Globes actually kind of like folded their tents and went away for a while because they were so obvious. So easily bought and then they kind of came back and now they're once again going through a sort of another period of scandal so that group has always been kind of a joke but yeah Pia Zadora is this weird kind of pop culture fixture and then after that she like had some a successful recording career she did an album with the like the London Philharmonic she's in John Waters's Hairspray like it, it, she's fascinating so go, go read her wiki page you'll be you'll it, it's a trip yeah, why not? You know, this um, for some reason, like Santa Claus and his and his workshop, like gave me um, like like old school. Uh, who who is it that made like um, you were that Santa Claus and Rudolph? Oh, Rankin and, uh, Bass. Rankin Bass. Like it felt like Rankin and Bass, yeah, but true. in real life for some reason. If that makes sense. Like, sure. Yeah. I'm no. watching it, and it kind of feels like that. 
And I and think so, I think Rudolph premieres like a year after this. So oh, interesting. Not not that Rankin Bass was taking notes from Santa no, Claus. No, I Conquer think the that they were. That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what you're saying. But I'm just saying, at least we know the Santa Claus Conquers wasn't ripping off Rankin Bass. <laughs> There's a handful of Rankin Bass that I've still not seen to this well, day. They're, so. they're not all great. They're not all great. <laughs> they're, they're not, not all great. great. So are you saying the I've seen the ones that I need to see? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. I'm a big fan of um, Twas the Night Before Christmas, which is a, yeah, I've seen that uh, that, one. That's a 2D animated one. It's not uh-huh. stop motion. Right. But like, if you haven't seen the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, you're probably okay. Yeah, I haven't. That was one that I missed, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, all right. I think we did it. We did it, buddy. I guess we did it. Wow. Now, here's the good news, Alonzo. People that have come to, to know us and love us, we're going to be back on Monday. Um, yes. We're going to be doing um, a Netflix movie once again um, every Monday during Christmas in July. And we'll be joined by Dan, unfortunately. But Jax will be <laughs> here, too. And we all love Jax. Um, up first, we are going to be doing a movie, a sequel to a movie that we watched uh, about a year ago now, which mm. is uh, California Christmas Two city lights. Yes. Now, if you want the, over the weekend to uh, check out our initial review of Christmas, uh, California Christmas, you can do that. But um, spoiler alert: we none of us liked it. No. So, uh, say, so don't we'll feel like see. you have to watch the movie, but do go back and listen to our review. Yes. <laughs> see what. See if the. The deuce does anything for us uh, by tuning in on Monday. We'll find out. Um, Alonzo, this has been so much fun, buddy. Oh, it's been a treat. Thanks for having me along for this ride. And uh, yeah, everybody uh, very much excited about bringing Deck the Netflix back for July. So we hope you'll join us for that. That's right. Um, Well, that'll do it. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, maybe we'll be the first to wish you a Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is the That Sounds Fun podcast. It's produced by Tracy Nellis name. It's recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com.